Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Work Stories is a place for women of color to share their experiences in the workplace. We're no longer whispering these stories to our best friends and partners and then shoving them to the backs of our minds and just dealing. We're talking about bias, equal pay, bad bosses, racist hiring practices, and all the crazy things your coworkers have done or said to you. This is a safe place to tell those stories. The floor is open, y'all. We are telling it all. Welcome back to Work Stories. So today we're going to be talking with a DEI director from Deloitte. Yes, that international consulting firm where, if I had to bet, your friend from college works. Every year they commission a Gen Z and millennial survey and detail the findings in this like digital and downloadable survey for all to enjoy, especially employers. So let's see what millennials and Gen Zers are saying about all things work related. My name's New Fabros. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a managing director for Global DEI at Deloitte. I'm also the deputy purpose and DEI officer for Deloitte Tax in the US. I'm based in the Washington DC area. I'm a first generation immigrant from Vietnam and I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. And we're excited to talk about the 2023 Gen Z and Millennial survey that Deloitte put out. Tell us about this survey. How long have y'all been doing it? Give us all the details. Happy to. So we've been doing the Deloitte Gen Z and Millennial Survey for 12 years now. It first started out with just millennials, and then we added Gen Z as they entered the workforce. Mm-hmm. And the survey gathers feedback across 44 countries of over 22,000 millennials and Gen Zs, and it gives us some really good insight into the working experiences, priorities, and expectations of these generations. I guess let's just go over some of the results, if, if that's okay. So... One of them, I'm just going to read it literally how it appears in the survey. Employers have made progress, but high expectations for business among Gen Zs and millennials go largely unmet. Let's talk about that one first. Sure. We've done the survey for 12 years. Over the past few years, we've been tracking the respondents' sentiments around the business community's responses to a number of areas, work-life balance, climate change, DEI efforts. And while we found that there has been a slight uptick in the belief that employers are driving positive change, it's clear that it's not enough. Six in 10 still believe that businesses have no ambition beyond making money, and more than half still don't think that they're doing enough to make a positive impact on society. So while we're seeing that there are some improvements, the majority remain largely unimpressed, and there's more that they expect their employers and businesses to do. Wow. This is probably not great news for businesses who feel like (laughs) 
we're doing so much. We're making so many strides, especially in the last few years. So what has been the responses from employers who have seen this survey? I can't speak to some of the findings that others have heard from employers that have reviewed the survey. From my conversations with other organizations, I think this is disappointing because um, when we look at some of the research, particularly around climate, some of the data in our research shows that our respondents are saying that employers aren't doing enough and that they've actually deprioritized sustainability efforts. Whereas when we look at surveys such as Deloitte's CXO sustainability report research, employers are citing that they're actually continuing to invest in sustainability efforts and climate change um, in their organizations and investing in it in society. But it's clearly not translating in some cases to what their professionals are seeing. Now, in other areas, I think that as organizations, we know that there's still more work to be done. And it's important that we continue to focus on driving societal impact, looking at where we invest and educate and involve our people in decisions around what we are doing as an organization and how they can get involved when it comes to work-life balance, when it comes to climate efforts, when it comes to DEI efforts. I think there's more that organizations can do to really show their professionals what how they're continuing to invest. So part of it might just be like, we need to wait a little longer and see. But I'm thinking the other part might just be the people calling the shots and making those decisions are oftentimes, they're definitely not Gen Zers. And probably very few millennials. So it might just be different generations speaking a different language. Right. Or to your point, like communicating more, making sure that it's not just those in the C-suite roles Mm -hmm. that know what what organizations are doing, but also taking the opportunity because Gen Zs and millennials clearly have a point of view and they aren't afraid to share their views and they want to be engaged. And so giving opportunities to not just share what the organization is doing as part of their strategy and their efforts, but also gather feedback from their, their younger workforce. Right. So that leads us into our next finding, which is Gen Zs and millennials are rethinking the role of work in their lives. What does this mean? You know, this is been part of an ongoing trend over the last few years. The pandemic certainly brought this to the forefront, thinking about, you know, prioritization between work and life. And as uncertainty still remains high, it's been really tough for these generations to figure out a roadmap that works for them. Overall, though, they're prioritizing meaningful work, flexible work that helps to meet their cost of living needs. And many are having to take on side jobs to do that. And so, as I mentioned, while the pandemic did accelerate the introduction of like kind of this thinking, it also introduced hybrid working, more flexibility. What it's driven is that uh, that Gen Z and millennials are starting to uh, to think about what that looks like. And when we think about the future of work, they're calling for four-day work weeks as a way to, to increase financial stability while balancing more personal time as well. There's a huge like a shift here in what is the role of work is in a kind of overall purpose and how and how do they want to spend their days? Yeah, there definitely seems to be a huge shift between Gen X and millennials in terms of just just in that small gap in terms of work value and the time people are willing to spend in the workplace. Like we see all these videos on TikTok and Instagram and different memes about particularly Gen Z, they're not willing to work after five in a lot of scenarios. (laughs) And like, they're very, you know, hard and on their rules and boundaries. And that's definitely really new. I think the other thing too, is um, they're, they're very vocal. They're not afraid to ask for what they're looking for and they want their work to align to their values. 
and they want to do meaningful work um, and they want to know how they can do that in the organizations and that the organizations they work for are doing things in society that align to their own personal values. Yeah. It's like gone are the days of just pushing paper, as people used to say. Mm -hmm. They want to do the big, important stuff. So that is interesting to know. The next one I pulled from the survey was stress and anxiety levels remain high and burnout is on the rise. What does that look like? So we saw this over the course of the pandemic, the rise of stress. And the research findings show that a large number of people are experiencing stress and anxiety in this workforce. And what's concerning is that not only is it on the rise still, it is that many don't feel comfortable talking about it in the workplace. You know, some of this is driven by climate change, cost of living, stress factors, geopolitical tensions that are weighing on our younger generations. I think the key here is that they don't feel comfortable yet talking about it to their employers. And despite the fact that organizations, they did acknowledge that organizations are doing more to support mental health in the workplace in terms of providing resources, schools, and access to information that support mental health inclusion. I think there's a key factor here that we saw that the state stigma still persists around talking about mental health in the workplace. And so there's more that can be done for our workforce when it comes to creating a culture that makes them feel comfortable in speaking to their managers, speaking to their employers around their own personal mental health and stress and anxiety. Yeah. And on this show, we talk about this all the time and we really see that women in general don't kind of believe it. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be able to talk about my mental health in the workplace and that's safe and I'm not going to get punished for, you know, expressing these different things going on in my life and now you're going to take a project away from me or use it against me later. I think that's a big fear for women, particularly around motherhood. Any stresses around that or being honest about that challenge. And then for women of color, just always the fear of something coming back to haunt you when you're trying to move up the ladder, you know, get higher compensation or, you know, even get any other goals that you have in the company met. Absolutely. To your point, when we look at caregiving responsibilities of this generation, many Gen Zs and millennials are finding themselves sandwiched between caregiving responsibilities. And we know that a lot of the burden of caregiving also falls on women and particularly women of color who are taking on these caregiving responsibilities, whether for children, parents, or older relatives, which have an impact on their mental health and their stress and anxiety. Right. The report found that 34% of Gen Z and 39% of millennials have caregiving responsibilities. And this is having a significant impact on their personal lives. Okay. So we've got that factor to consider. So then we move down here to harassment in the workplace is a significant concern, particularly for Gen Zers. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I feel silly. Like, should I have known that that was a particular struggle for Gen Z? Like, I didn't know that. You know, it's it's concerning to see overall for any generation, right? That harassment, microaggressions, non-inclusive behaviors being experienced in the workplace at all. Yeah. Particularly, you know, 61% of Gen Z and nearly half of millennials reported having experienced harassment or microaggression at work in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a slight, you know, silver lining in that around 8 in 10 reported it to their employer, which is a positive sign that they're reporting and feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to their employers. Yeah. However, you know, when we just talked about women, people, women of color, women and non-binary and LGBT plus respondents are less likely to report to their employer. And if they do, they're less likely to feel that organizations handled it well. 
This is really concerning and it shows that organizations have more to do when it comes to non-inclusive behavior and ensuring that there's a culture that not only educates and provides awareness and expectations around workplace culture, but also around the avenues and routes to escalate and report and that action is being taken. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have some actual quotes from some participants in the survey about their ethical reasons about why they might turn down a job or an assignment. Can you read me some of those? And can, can we talk a bit about those? Absolutely. They're all noteworthy, but there's three that really stood out to me. First is, I have rejected some jobs because the employees are only interested in your services rather than paying attention to how their employees are so that they can perform to the best of their ability in the workplace. In this case, I'm specifically referring to the issues of mental health and gender equality. So that sounds like you only care about me so that I can perform well at work, but you're not actually concerned about the full human. Exactly. And, you know, these comments, you know, and what we found the survey is that this generation, these generations are not afraid to demand change. They want to work for organizations that actually think beyond just the profits, right? They think about their people. They think about the impact they're having on society, you know, and they're not afraid to walk away and find another organization that will align to this and provide them what they need. Yeah. And I think a lot of organizations kind of depend on, like, I'm going to call your bluff. You're not going to leave you need this, you're dependent on this, you need this money, this economy is insane, it costs so much to just like, take a sip of water. And so I think sometimes to the company's benefit that all this stuff is happening to keep people scared and in their seats at their desks, they're not going anywhere. And and I feel like Gen Z in particular, is I'm gonna say the first because I'm a millennial. And I think we like started to get excitable, but like definitely not until Gen Z rolled around and was like, let's do it. You want to like team up? Um, so I feel like Gen Z definitely was like, oh no, we'll leave. Like we'll sacrifice the things we need to sacrifice. And I think millennials still holding on to some of the Gen X values were like, oh, but I like, like the car that I drive. And I like, like my avocado toast. I'm not sure if I want to give it up. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you have another one you'd like to share? I do. So the second one that stood out to me is sustainability plays a big role for me. An employer that is supposedly committed to it, but hardly knows what to do with the topic behind the scenes has no future for me. And we saw a couple of these, right, where it goes back to wanting to work for organizations that align to their values. And it reveals that organizations not only need to focus on these things, but they need to be really serious about their commitments, because if they are not serious and 
it will be noticed and it'll have implications on their talent retention recruitment efforts. Gen Z and millennials, these are smart people. They'll know if, if organizations are saying this, but not actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples of what the sustainability that is being demanded looks like? Like, I think people listening might think more like, is there a recycling bin? But it's much deeper than that. Yeah. So at Deloitte, we have a lot of the results from our survey go towards driving our own talent strategy and our actions. You know, part of this, you know, we have a world climate strategy, which is part of our world impact strategy. There's a lot of worlds in there. (laughs) But our world climate strategy focuses on taking urgent action to drive responsible climate choices, not only within our organization, but beyond. So we focus on this in a few ways. Gen Z and millennials are looking for the details behind this, what organizations are doing, but also how they can contribute. So the first thing, part of our world climate strategy is around reducing emissions. We've set a goal by 2030 to source 100% renewable energy for our building convert 100% of our fleet to hybrid or EV, and invest in meaningful market solutions for emissions we can't eliminate. The second thing we do is embedding sustainability across our organization. Now, this is where we've got a senior leader in all of our geographies who's responsible for climate and embedding this into our executive priorities and agenda. We also empower our people. So this goes to empowering our people and helping to educate our people and overall society around actions that can be taken. So through our World Climate Training Program, we educate and engage our people on climate change impacts, decisions on what they consume, use, and buy. And our hope is to enable them to make positive climate choices at home, bringing more education and awareness, and to amplify these learnings through their own personal network and sort of creating that butterfly effect, right, in in society. In addition, we also engage like our ecosystems. We collaborate with clients, alliance partners, industry groups, and suppliers to increase the demand for responsible products and services, removing roadblocks that get in the way of enacting change, and really focusing on creating innovative client solutions. To give you a specific example of some of the things we're doing, we're looking at our, you know, as an organization, professional services, many of our people travel to deliver service to our clients. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've looked at to reduce our emissions is looking at our travel policies, looking at challenging, do we need to be traveling as much as we do? Can we work more efficiently? And this ties back to what Gen Z and millennials are saying they want more effective hybrid work strategies, right? Right. So can we do it remotely? So one of the things we've looked at is something as simple as looking at an annual report. We've set goals around travel and reducing our travel in our organization. And what oftentimes gets measured gets done. We measure that. We look we set these goals and we measure across our workforce. The amount of travel in each of our organization is taking on and the emissions at how where on engagement engagement project by project we're going to have conversations with our teams to reduce our travel and our emissions. Oh wow. I would have never thought about travel. That is such a good point, like one of many. But yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that part of it. So Thank you for sharing that. Is there any any other quotes you think are important for us to hear? There is one more. This kind of just continues to reiterate like the, the fact that Gen Z and millennials really want to work for organizations that align to their values. So this mm-hmm. quote is, they had products or services that harm the environment as well as animals, which goes against my principles, and I will not be part of something like that. And while I said that it's about organizations, but it's also about the role of Gen Z and millennials as consumers. Mm-hmm. As well. When looking at businesses and, and researching businesses' strategy, what are they doing and contributing to society? Are they kind of focused on eliminating kind of uh, some of uh, these concerns? 
And if the organizations and companies don't align to their values, they're going to find another company to spend their money on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've seen this so much lately with the conversation around fast fashion and the storage containers in which food and household items are bought. Um, And so there's a lot of conversation about like, yeah, this packaging is not something I support. Even though I like the product, I'm not going to buy it because I don't like the packaging and it's not safe. Absolutely. I used to um, subscribe to like one of those meal services Mm -hmm. and I myself changed uh, the service I use because they're, I just could not like each, each week that I received my delivery, the packaging and the waste, Yeah, uh, you know, food was good, but there was so much like that could have been done differently when it comes to packaging. And ultimately that's how I chose to make uh, to switch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so it's so important that we got to hear kind of from the mouth of the, the mouths of the the survey participants. So thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about Gen Zers and millennials being reluctant to start a family and feeling like they can't afford homes. Can you tell us why this is something that employers should actually care about? You know, employers should care about this because as we've seen, this younger generation of workers are serious about prioritizing their own needs as evidenced by the quotes we just read, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to ditch organizations who are not on board with driving societal change. They're not afraid to look for a company that will offer them a bigger paycheck or doing more to protect the planet and in turn their future. And, you know, that kind of puts like emphasis on the fact that cost of living, top concern for um, Gen Z and millennials, and that, you know, part of that stress with cost of living is how am I going to start a family? How am I going to afford a home? With all of the economic stressors and everything, all of this impacts their mental health because things don't exist in a silo. So a stressed employee, regardless of the source of the stress, is going to have a more difficult time bringing their best self to work. Mm -hmm. In order to get the best and the most out of their their talent, employers need to not only consider the emotional and physical well-being, but also financial well-being of their people and their ability to afford a home to start a family. Yes. I, oh my gosh, knew I bought a house last year and I feel like in order to have one child, I will need to return the house. <laughs> like, I feel like I can do both, but like, like I really, the child would want to live in the house, but I don't know. I don't think they can exist together, even with a partner, obviously <laughs> the partner don't. Like I still think it's like mm, one or the other. So <laughs> I can attest that this is definitely something I'm thinking about in terms of, you know, where I work, how much money I'm making and um, how much time it's taking to do that job. It's important. I've got two kids. One's in college and the other one is going off to college next year. And, you know, with owning a home, two kids, I myself am thinking, how am I going to get through the next four years? They always say that, you know, once you have a kid, it's like you just got to get them to 18. That is not true. No, no, not <laughs> at all. You just have to get them to 45. That's like, right. what? <laughs> Yes, this is why I feel like I need my child to just be really good at tennis, like pick something and then go to school for that because I really have to be done with you at 18. Love you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So thank you for those. Um, So you've got this survey. There's a lot of different points in here. I'm going to encourage everyone listening to actually go and kind of peruse through the survey and there might be some things that catch your eye, but what should be the takeaway from employers in particular? Great question. So there are a couple of takeaways that businesses can focus on. First is examining the role they can play in supporting their employees who are struggling with economic uncertainty and financial security. 
Second is it's really important as we think about the future work to, for employers to implement effective hybrid work strategies that allow greater flexibility with a focus on enabling and encouraging better work-life balance. Because that's all going to have an impact on their satisfaction with their employer, as well as their mental health and satisfaction with their roles. Yeah. So not having somebody drive 45 minutes for a one-hour meeting in person? Exactly. Not Probably not going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, check. That, love that. Okay. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Listen to their people and empower them to drive change within the organization and society more broadly. This ties back to what we talked about, how you know they, uh, Gen Z and millennials have, have very strong views and expectations of employers, and they want to be part of, the, of driving the change. So listen to them and empower them to drive change. Another is you know, the critical role of supporting mental health at work. We, we talked about how stress and anxiety continue to be you know, a challenge and that burnout is on the rise. So it's important that employers think about how they're supporting mental health and are mitigating the causes of stress and burnout with their employees. And finally, looking for ways, you know, we've talked a lot about climate sustainability. So look for ways to consistently engage and inspire their people to take part in the climate strategy. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's great. So also, I want to know if the older generations, Gen X, the boomers are reading this survey and listening to this episode, what should they be taking away from this survey? usually as the people making a lot of the decisions, right? It is. I think that they should be taking away the fact that at Deloitte, 86% of our workforce are millennials. And that's likely true in many organizations. And so for our more senior generations, this is the workforce. This is the talent that is in their offices. This is the talent that they're looking to recruit, attract, retain. And so it's important that they look at these strategies and the insights here in order to retain their top talent, to recruit top talent. And also for many of these generations, generations, their clients are looking at the same thing. So if uh, who they're serving and the clients they work with, their vendors, this is something that can help all businesses, all individuals as well. Love it. This is the workforce. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you being on and telling us about this. And I will have the link in the show notes for people to be able to check out the survey for themselves. Thank you so much, Joy. It's such a pleasure chatting with you. I feel like the summary to this survey is that millennials and Gen Zers are now leading a clapback society. You put plastics in the food, they won't be buying that food. You create an unhealthy work environment, they will be right out the door, probably same day. Honestly, it's so beautiful here and I love it. And I hope employers take these results seriously and change course. To take a look at the survey for yourself, check out the embedded link in the show notes, or you can go to our Instagram bio. Have a great week. 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 